This episode of St. James's Pod is brought to you by Total Supplements. Visit their website, totalsupplements.co, to discover their range of nutritionist-tested supplements, gummies, shakes, and natural extracts. From popular sports supplements like whey protein, creatine, vitamin tablets, and powders, to mental health supplements such as nootropics and mushrooms, they've got you totally covered. They also have men's health collection offering testosterone support and beauty supplements to keep you looking like your absolute best. I personally use Total Supplements products and I have been using them from before they came on board to sponsor the podcast. So I'm hugely excited to be partnering with a brand that I know and love. So whether you train hard, work hard, or take an active interest in your overall health, use our code St. James's Pod, that's S-T-J-A-M-E-S-P-O-D, for 25% off your entire order. The link's in the description. Support the podcast and visit totalsupplements.co now and tell them St. James's Pod sent you. And we're back. Welcome to St. James's Pod. We're going over the Liverpool game. We just got beat at St. James's Park. I'm here with Alex, Tom and Pete. We're going to be going over the game. And it's the second time in a row we're going over a defeat, which I can't actually remember the last time we had to do that, lads. Um, but we're going to have to do it. It was it was a terrible result in the end. We all predicted a win. Pete actually predicted the two one, but he went for two one the tune, so doesn't get any points for that one. But um, how are we feeling? I, Alex, I'll start with you. Obviously, gutted, I'd imagine. Couldn't believe it. Genuinely couldn't believe it. It was one of those where you, you it never even crosses your mind like during that game on like sixty minutes that we could lose the game. I'm sure I've seen like the odds at like thirty-three to one, fifty to one kind of like price, and it's just like to drop all three points is. I'm not going to say disaster. Like it's early in the season. It's Liverpool, but like, yeah, I'm I'm not over it. Like I'm good. Tom, nodding your head. Um, honestly, it's been a tough nodding few days. Rock. Like, um, yeah, um, yeah, just. A, just deflated like so like deflated we yeah we shouldn't have lost the game <laughs> like it's simple as that like we've got some huge lessons like that we have to take away from it because simply can't happen again like that's how gutted I am by it and yeah just just yeah I, I still can't quite gather how it's happened Pete, you were at the game as well, weren't you? I uh, I was there. It was I'm more frustrated that it was in our hands and we just fucked it up basically. We we did it to ourselves. Um, stupid mistakes, stupid decisions. I do put a, a bit of that at Eddie Howe's door. To be honest, I think a lot of people do. Um, but it's not the case. I know there's people going around saying. How's not up to it now, like, which is an absolute joke. But um, <laughs> the yeah, we threw it away. weren't clinical enough. There's um, I think there's a, there's a few mistakes that people need to own up to, but they're all they're just mistakes. You know what I mean? It happens. Plus, I mean, yeah. one about one about the two defeats. We didn't we got beat twice off Liverpool last season, and we didn't beat City last season, so. There's a lot of panic stations getting hit here, but it's like we're three games in against two of the best teams in Europe. So, frustrating. Yeah, I think I like, we're off. 
these three games last season, we got the exact same three results. Uh-huh. Home to Villa, away to City, home to Liverpool. We got three points mm-hmm. out of those. So it's just one of those that, yeah, it's shite. Yes, it's a tough start, but if we just match our results in the rest of the season, we could still be fighting up there at the end. So I don't think we need to panic just yet. Yeah, in, con- in context of the season, it's not, it's not a disaster. But in contact context of this game, it was a disaster. So I think, um, yeah, we obviously as a fan base, people need to keep that in mind because some people are losing their heads, as you say, Pete. But on this podcast, let's just uh, go over the game and in a bit more detail, and we can start with the starting lineup. Obviously, we. We kind of predicted that he'd go same team again. Um, even though we got beat at City, I think it was probably the correct decision. I was kind of debating whether we should try Gordon on the right so that Barnes could come in the starting lineup. But obviously, Gordon absolutely um, had Trent Alexander Arnold's life. So, um, anyone have any comments on the starting lineup at all? Or were we all happy when we saw a team sheet? Yeah, I thought Wilson was going to start, or didn't I? Just, just a feeling. Nothing, not really any reasoning yeah. behind it. I just thought he'd hide Wilson in. Um, I think my yeah, no my only thinking was that we might have seen Lewis Hall on the bench potentially. Um, I mean, it was quite sort of early days for him um, to. Uh, with the signing only just happening like a few days before it but I I was maybe thinking he might have had him on the bench but um, yeah other than that I was quite happy with with how we lined up I don't know if you saw on the like um, because obviously I was watching it on the TV but he was in the stands one he with uh, Dummett Gillespie and John Carlo was there Um, they all sat together so I don't know if that's just obviously I, mean, I don't know if John Carver's always there but I don't know if the lads all like who don't make the the um, match day team sheet all just sit together anyway but he was there with them too um, I think uh, John Carver was also there for scouting because um, he's part of the Scotland backroom backroom uh, backroom team I'll get my words out um, so yeah and obviously the news of Elliot Anderson being called up uh, after the game probably ties into the fact that why he was there um, but yeah maybe that's Dummett and Gillespie's role now in the team is to like welcome the new boys in and like <laughs> get, get, get them I'll get uh, accustomed. a lot less I'm not getting 15 grand a week for being a, a greeter at the club <laughs> a fluffer yeah <laughs> 15 grand a week, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Not with an else. Um Do you want to start with start from the back and work work our way up? So um, Pope, in terms of his performance, I had no kind of doubt in my mind that he would be solid after what happened last year. But I have to say, he was a, he came across a little bit nervous. He was he was flapping at crosses. He was punching when he should have been catching. And yep. a couple of times he came out where 
yeah, it was kind of heart and mouth stuff because he was in no man's land a little bit. He was um, yeah. in like, wasn't he? It was twice he left the box to make headers and he had to uh, scramble back to his own net. Uh, um, yeah, again up against Salah, like it's like. Jesus, like, why, why risk it again against Salah? Like, but yeah, yeah. He, he, he obviously, yeah, he made it happen. But now, in terms of like overall performance, yeah, like generally okay. But um, and I don't know how far you want to jump ahead here, but like, I would question potentially his role in the the second goal more because of where it. The, how it kind of the shot comes from the same area and could he have learnt exactly from the first effort to like try and close that gap a bit bit quicker make Nunes think not to just go in the same corner again like he did um, so yeah that would be my only thing on, on Pope's performance that he might look back on and, and be a bit disappointed with that he's been beaten. I mean, they, they were good finishes, though. They were straight. They were great finishes. Oh, they were great finishes, yeah, but like. Corner. I get what you're saying. You're just being a bit picky if you yeah. have to be. Uh, I'm I a, a little bit picky, but like, I, I just think if he had, he'd been beaten the first time in the same, uh, in that same sort of scenario, like they're quite carbon copy mm-hmm. sort of yeah. uh, goals. Like, so it's like, do you just maybe go? slightly further out to the right and close that gap so he hasn't got as much of the mm. far post to uh, to aim at and make him you know he's in decision like potentially but yeah I am very being a bit nitpicky here on him because other than but that I, I think he had a you, decent you game you could argue though at this level and he, he's a Champions League keeper now maybe he should be not necessarily stopping them but a bit more sharper to would it be predicting where it's going to be? I don't, I don't know, but just maybe a bit more. I don't. I don't know what you. I don't know what you would say. Um, because there's going to be strikers like that in Europe for every fucking team. So maybe he needs to yeah. be a bit more. I, I think, don't know how you say it. I think. Uh, like I think, like you say, though, they were world class finishes. Like I, I don't know if I can blame oh, yeah. them for the actual actual goals. And I know what you're saying. Like they were basically carbon copies, so he could have, he could have done something different on the second one. But at the same time, you don't know is Diaz going to go the same same way again? He might be thinking, well, this time he'll go near post or whatever. Like I think I don't really put any blame. What did I say? Diaz, Diaz. He wasn't even on the pitch. <laughs> He's that shell shocked by the result. You can't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I I think for me it was more like is claiming the ball and the corners and stuff. But it wasn't it wasn't a terrible game by any means. But do you think it was more with with them coming out the box? If last season hadn't happened, do you think you'd even be like nervous? Or not as bad? Was it? Yeah, was it one of them where it was basically just remembering last season that was making it worse? Or was yeah. it like especially in the ground, Alex? Was it like? Was everyone kind of in the same boat where they were getting a bit nervous with them? Well, I wasn't at the ground. I wasn't at the match on Sunday. I couldn't make it. Uh, <laughs> right. so I was watching, watching it on the telly box. But uh, Pete can answer that. But I'll. Myself, I, Warbrier, yeah. I had his ticket. 
Aye. If it wasn't for... Oh, I did see that picture, actually. If mm. it wasn't for last season, I don't think it would have felt as bad about it. But we do know that he's a bit nervous when the ball's at his feet. And out, mm. out of the box, he's he doesn't look a natural sweeper keeper when he's outside the box. Like, obviously, the great sweepers do, like, sort of, your, even your Allison's in Oyers, whatever. Um, he's he's not quite comfortable with the ball at his feet, so you, you would still be a bit nervous, but thankfully, he'd done what was needed to be done in those cases. There was a few um, fucking hell around the ground, yeah. well, around us, when he was yeah. coming so far out ahead of the ball. Everyone was getting a bit uh, squeaky bum time. Purely because, but I mean, at least he wasn't rolling about the floor trying to head the ball. So there's the plus. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, did, he did put it straight out of play. So all good, all good. But what do you reckon? Right, that's that's the dog, by the way, lads. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were smashing the keyboard or something. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were rustling with some snacks, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> no, no snacks, mate. He's just uh, a bushman. Um, let's change tact, actually, and let's 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 get in some positive stuff to start, and then we can come back to some of the uh, the mistakes that were made. So, like I said at the top, Gordon obviously had a great game. So uh, let's let's talk about him a little bit and. He was just getting past um, Trent. He looked like he had the beating of him like every single time. Yeah. Uh, Tom, I don't know what you uh, you electric. think about the um, the kind of yellow or red that wasn't incident, but um, yeah. So uh, yeah, trying not to like remain on the positive side of things before I talk about that, but um, yeah. Like he definitely, yeah, you're right. He had the beating of Trent every time. Uh, he, we talked about in the preview how uh, we were a bit nervous about, you know, channeling his energy in the right way, and that you know, obviously, could have been sent off himself, um, arguably in the City game, um, in similar sort of circumstances to to the Trent's uh, incident in our game, um, just needless yellow card, and then he was treading the thin line in that. City game and and Trent was the same. Um, I thought uh, it was a yellow card. I don't personally think it was a foul by Gordon on Trent. I thought it was just good strength. Um, Trent obviously went flying, made a meal of it, um, which is probably why some people uh, are claiming that Gordon it was a foul and that it should Trent wouldn't have reacted the way he did uh, to to get the the first yellow card. Um, but yeah, I'd, uh, it was a yellow card by the by the new rules. Yeah, him throwing the ball away like that in anger, obviously was a, a correct decision to book him. And then the second one, yeah, he should it should be a second yellow. Like that is an even clearer yellow for me when he's absolutely mm. bombed past him. He's got open space ahead of him. Um, he's yeah. Trent is well. Gordon's just living in his in Trent's head at that point, and he just knew Trent had to make that challenge in his head because he 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 thought Gordon, you know, he was in behind him and the pace that he has, he he could have really um, caused caused issues. And but then yeah, the ref 
the ref bottled it. He didn't he didn't give the the uh, the red card then. Um so yeah. But my the the slight negative I'll put on it is that after the after game comments that Eddie Howe kinda honed in on that. Um and I'm like, yeah, but even then you had a better scenario in the game yeah, for me with Yeah, we we were 1-0 up and yeah, then yeah. Van Dyke gets sent off. You take that scenario. You take that scenario mm. over Trent getting sent off at nil nil and then potentially just sitting uh, sitting deep and trying to hold out at nil nil. We were one nil up and then he got red carded but Eddie honed in on the Trent should have been sent off um what, thing. Did you which think, for, is he yeah. Is he making that like that point away that the officials fucked up again? Because he should have been off. So I know, I know. Like I thought the same as you, mate. I, I was thinking, like, we, we should have won that game. We got beat two one. They had ten men, but you've gone to well. We should have had nine men. However, man. But is he just saying that because again the officials fucked up and then it was I a think blatant well, yeah. this yellow card. So it he, doesn't seem like Eddie to. I, to, I think he's trying to like. Go on, mate. Go on. No, I was just gonna say I think he's trying to like cover up some of his own like mistakes in the game somewhat by putting the blame at the ref's door when really uh-huh. like the ref and we'll get on to the Van Dyke incident I'm sure in a second, but like that like in some ways was a bit more contentious you could you could argue than the the Trent yellow card situations like um but obviously went in our favour with the Van Dyke one, so yeah, for him to just revert back and try and use that as an excuse was, um, yeah, I don't. It it didn't really wash with me, um, particularly. Uh, but but no, back to Gordon. No, had it. He had a fantastic game. Um, and yeah, by far our best player on the day. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's obviously his goal was was brilliant, like as well. Um. Just I I didn't realise how quick he was like um, we were, when we he was at Everton. The fastest um, fastest sprint in the league last year, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. No. I, it 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 just doesn't. It just surprises me. I don't know something about the like the look of look, him. Yeah, he doesn't look yeah. the fastest, does he? I know what you mean. But the way he got away from Trent for the goal, like he was so rapid, like um, and. Yeah, good finish as well. Um, through the legs, like just classy. Um, so, yeah, couldn't fault them. I always wonder if they mean to do it when they put it through the keeper's legs like that, or whether mm. that's a bit of a lucky finish. Like Big obviously, like he waited for Allison to commit, uh, and just rolls it under him. But if he meant it, then it's a fucking really good finish. His head was but... down, wasn't it? Like so, it's whether or not he just like head down, just get through, put his foot through the ball, and like just hope that he's got enough power on it to, to be the keeper. But part of me thinks, yeah, he, he seen Allison out the corner of his eye coming out, and he's thought, I'll stick it through the legs. But yeah, it was it was a nice finish. <laughs> it just reminded me there where you said, with Gordon having his head down. Where he's talking about how many pillows you use in the documentary. Where you go. <laughs> <laughs> Sleep on one pillow, that's not. And then Pope, he's got one between his legs and that. 
It's, uh, of course with, with, he doesn't want to get nutmegged while he sleeps. Yeah, that's like, why. Practice. <laughs> I find it like so weird that in that documentary, there's so much of it is like a fluff piece, basically. But then they leave that in. <laughs> but anyway, um, we might as well move on to uh, the Van Dyke sending off. You've just mentioned it there, Tom. Um, does anyone here think it's not a red card? I think you'd be pushed to find a Toon fan who would disagree with you on that one. Like. I find it insane yeah. that anyone is arguing that that's not a red card. Like, uh, Carragher's words at half-time blew me fucking mind. How, oh, how, how do you know whether it's going to be a goal-scoring opportunity? It's going to be fucking one-on-one. Like, are yeah. you serious? It's ridiculous, man. And yeah, the way he went uh, on after as well, uh, Van Dijk. Well, he's, oh, he's, um, he's getting punished by the FA, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I just saw your message, actually. It wasn't Frank Chipper's then, no? Uh, it wasn't Frank Chipper. I, I was fully <laughs> expecting to be on the handle a couple of times before I shared it. Um, but yeah, the FA is saying they're going to charge him, and rightly so. He took, obviously, he didn't go off for the full like VAR check. And then even yeah. when the VAR check was confirmed, he was still arguing. And then mm. you, you can lip read him. I've seen it like live. He goes, referee, you're a fucking joke. You can see yeah, that coming out of the mouth. It's so clear. Joke. It's so clear. You didn't need a, um, yeah, any lip readers to like. Cup. And he's a captain. He's a club mm. captain. And he's going on like it's that. Arrogance. That's that's a, it's arrogant. Yeah, it's arrogance of the highest order. It's a disgrace. And I hope the FA are throwing a bit more at him, um, if I'm being Jordan, honest, because you've got to set that example. <laughs> Man, you got to like it, it, you can't allow a captain to go on and talk to the ref like that and um and get away with FA like just a. I, I I couldn't imagine them doing that last last season. They're obviously not taking any bullshit this season. Obviously, with the yellow cards, they they've started mm-hmm. carding people exactly. back to the refs all the time. Man. So yeah, chatting back to the ref. So the f- I think because it's a straight yeah. red as well, so it's obviously a three match ban, and for them to go, you know what. You've done this as well, so you'll have a bit extra. So they're clearly not taking any shit now, which is good because they, they get I'd, they get too much yeah. shit. Yeah, I'd give I'd give them a five game ban if I'm. Yeah, mm. uh, <laughs> like, I think that would that set it set a benchmark though because it's like right there's three for the yeah. for the foul for the professional foul and um, and then two extra like yeah. for for the descent. But we'll see what happens. But yeah, it was it was a it was the right call. It was definitely the right call. He, Isaac, again, Gordon, we'll talk about Gordon again in the build-up because obviously he played a massive part. It was a lovely weighted pass. Um, Isaac had just got the, the right side of Isaac. Uh, sorry, Isaac had got the right side of um, Van Dijk and, yeah, like had enough pace to get away. Like, And I think some Liverpool fans might be saying, like, well, Robbo on the far side was like, maybe could have like cut in like and narrowed the angle and like prevented it being a, a um a last man situation but nah for me he's pretty much central as he's taken out and um mm-hmm. yeah it's a sh- sh- rightly so a straight red card it's the most obvious red card i, I think i've ever seen and like i, I actually can't believe it was the other way around people are arguing. crying his eyes out <laughs> I find it mad that Van Dyke. 
Yeah. Like, Van Dyke had that reaction to that foul. I just don't... I don't get where he's coming from at all. Like, do you think it's... Do you think it's because he's felt... Do you know, like, you make a tackle, you feel you fuck touch the ball. He's, he's felt like, oh, I've got the ball here. Mm. So he's not just registered in his head that he's kicked straight through him. Well, I think he... Yeah, he does touch the ball, in, but, like, he has completely taken Isaac's foot yeah. away and caused... Like, Isaac didn't make a meal of it for me. Like, he has, like, completely had his leg taken... Or his foot taken away. And he couldn't then, on his feet. He couldn't, no. He, so he stumbled forward and... Um, yeah, I think Van Dyke definitely gets a, a touch as he's like wiped him out, and so that's where his argument might have been. But yeah, you've gone through the man like it's a foul, like so. Yeah, he has. He shouldn't have any complaints, but obviously he did. <laughs> uh, just before we we move on from the red cards and stuff, I don't know if you guys picked up on this, but Nunes got a yellow card. I think it was after his first goal. And then, not long after he gets the yellow, there's a foul committed by us. And on the TV over here, you see him. The camera's on him. And he's giving it this, like asking the ref for a yellow to be given to our player, which by the new rules should be a yellow card for him. Yeah, he can't do it. Um, we saw Bruno get it in the Villa game. So he mm. should add a second yellow for that. And... Obviously, again, because the ref's just given him a yellow, he doesn't want to send him off. Probably with all the controversy with Van Dyke. That's going to be the well. problem. Like they're just yeah, not that's committed be a to it. Massive problem this season. And for balance, to be fair, Joe Linton done it once or twice this game as well, and he never got booked. So I can't yeah. believe Big Joe got away without yeah. a single yeah. booking. <laughs> a lot of fouls. He should have been. He should have. He should have been yellow carded about five times, like over for the summer. And I can. And you know, I'll. I'll for the benefit of like a few Liverpool listeners to this, um, <laughs> n- <enough> you. <laughs> Zero. no, there's a couple. I'll, and I said I'd, I'd name I'd name drop them. So Nathan and Liam, like, yeah, you, uh, yes. you, you were you were fair to call out that. It's all love. It's all love. You you were right to call out that Big Joe should have been yellow carded, and I can't sure. believe he he wasn't. <laughs> I can't believe he he got away with it um, for so long. But um, yeah, I, the ref the refs clearly he, he was so patchy and inconsistent, uh, and it affected both sides. So um, that's all. What was asked for yeah. a bit of consistency, and that game mm. the, there wasn't any of it to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. Despite them getting a red card, it was still a. They, 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 they don't even have bottle, and if it, it ruins it, when I know we're talking maybe going through the team here, but we're talking about the referees. But they'll make a they'll make a card like the whole trend thing. It's an early yellow card, but it's a right yellow card. Mm-hmm. But if they do exactly the same thing again, give me a yellow card. If it's a yellow card, give me a yellow card. And if it's if it equals a red, well, that's their that's their problem. Pointless going, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I've given a red for that. I don't want to ruin the game. Well, they've ruined the game for themselves by committing the same stupid foul. So the referees, I, 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 don't, I, I can't get my head around it. As long as the referee abides by the rules, and if a player breaks the rules, they serve the punishment. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get why the, 
why they don't dish out cards because it ruins the game. That this whole thing, I'm get, I don't know who listened to that um, like the Mike Dean crap with Simon Jordan when he was saying that he when he was on VAR and the whole thing about um, his mate and not wanting to ruin the game and all that. These are literally the rules of the game. So if someone doesn't follow the rules, that ruins the game. Well, yeah, That's the thing. Not go on page. Yeah, I was just going to say it sets a precedent then, doesn't it? Like, for some players know that they can effectively get, like, a like a cheeky a cheeky foul that they know mm-hmm. that they're going to get away with. Like, it's like a, like, um, what's a donkey, a donkey life? When, um, like, you just get, you, they know they've got this extra one that shouldn't really exist, but, like, they've, they've got it. Like, and it's... Have a little, it, little big crap with a referee and a bit of a laugh and all that and they get away with it. That looks like... Oh, of course. Rodri can make those fouls on the halfway line all game and he won't get booked for it. Like, certain yeah. players are clever with it. Um, yeah. Certain players get pulled up on it, like, all the time. It's surprising with Joe Linton, though, because he, he must be known for. Like, he pretty much yeah. gets yellow every right game. So, yeah. It's surprising. He, yellow card, like. he, got, mm. he got two suspensions last year for, oh, for. What was it? So many yellows up the Christmas and then so many. Yeah, honestly, I can't remember what it was. Five games. Over ten, I think. Yeah. Maybe not five games, three games or something. So, where do we want to start then with um, some of the with some of the players that didn't have the best performances? Hang on, hang on. We haven't mentioned Tonali yet because again, sensational player. What player is? Great game, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, let's start. Let's start yeah. there, and then obviously you know, move on to long stuff as yeah. a sub. So he's, he's, he's ruthless. Like he, he, he just he, he just gets stuck in. He's not afraid. Hoys himself in. And he just grafts his ass off. He's he's unbelievable. What a signing he is, man. Yeah, I think we oh. proper sneaky burst of pace about him. Like, mm-hmm. like yeah, he does. Yeah. He just oozes class, like whether he's got the ball without the ball, like, like you'll make a five-yard pass, then he'll fucking start bombing up the field, and people say like, oh, he's a defensive mid, he's a he's a holding player, he's not, you know, like he's he's a proper box to box, he's everywhere, and as you're saying, he runs all day, like he's he's a he's a class player, like, and he is a joy to watch. He's complete midfielder for me. I think he can do everything, like in that midfield role, like he's like everything like you say box to box he can finish he can pass he can tackle he can graft about he, he he's got the making of just like yeah we haven't seen like a complete midfielder in the premier league for a, a little while i don't well I, I don't know maybe de bruyne is like kind of that complete midfielder whether or not tonali could be on the that sort of trajectory then it'd be great to see but yeah, he, he can do everything. Watching watching him play, it, it reminds me of when Trippier first signed for the tune, and it was it was like fucking I love a Trippier. He's like a class above a everyone off. else in the team, yeah. and it's it, yeah, it shows. And I feel like that's with t- obviously where we are in the club, taking that step from when Trippier first joined. But I feel like he's the next step up, and the stuff he's doing is obviously Jolin's not the finished article. Your likes of Miggy is by far not the fit. Gordon, um, players like that, even your Botman, they're not finished articles. They're young, they could well be, but 
Tonali's a, a cut above them as well, and he looks like he looks like he's just up there, like away from everyone else. Like he's he's, in, he's running his own little show, and it's it's a massive. It stands out a lot. It did against Liverpool for me anyway. Um, yeah. Even his work rate. I know there's a lot. I know Gordon was graphing his arse off and stuff like that, but more his work rate of getting around the whole pitch. Yeah, well, what, what I was going to oh, say yeah. was at the at the end of last season when we were all talking about the midfielder that we were going to bring in and that it was going to have to be Longstaff who would be the player that you'd replace in the midfield three. We were all saying, like, unfortunately, though, you're going to lose what you get with Longstaff, which is the graft, which is the, like, commitment. Mm-hmm. And um, you're going to have to sacrifice that for a bit more of a technical player. But Tenali's come in and he's... He's way more technical than Longstaff, but he's also such a good grafter and like in the tackles, uh, arguably more than Longstaff. And if he does lose the ball, which like you, you do see him a couple of times, he, he'll lose it. He's then straight on them, like winning it back, or at least uh, stopping them from playing. So I have to say, like he's he's probably looking like so far the best the best signing we've made. Um. I'll stop. So, like, it's obviously only three games in, but yeah, I'd say so. If he if he carries on the way he's going, um, I could see him being the, the the best signing that we have made since the new the new owners have come in. Um, what did you make to to him being subbed off? Because on the on the TV, they kind of made out like that was a last minute decision. Like they had already decided on. Gordon and Isaac to come off and then last minute as they were coming off they were like oh get Tenali off as well hmm. yeah I've seen that and I, I don't quite I don't know if like it was any different in the ground Pete, but I couldn't like quite tell why that decision was felt so rushed like because Tenali seemed like he had a bit more to give like there was definitely some tired legs out there. Gordon was definitely tiring, but like I thought, Tonali had a little bit more juice in the tank um, for me. So surprised that he got yeah. taken off at that point. I think we were obviously when you're being when you're obviously a little bit further away from the pitch, you can see on telly people's expressions in the face whether they're knackered. We couldn't tell whether they didn't look knackered. They didn't, they, and obviously, see when. You say it quite a lot with Miggy because Miggy does a lot of running. So far in the game, you think he puts his head down, and think, "Oh, Miggy's not going like." We've seen it against, um, and it was against City. I because Murphy wasn't there, and you could see he was wrecked. And that's when Livermento had to come on, yeah, um, out of position. You couldn't really say that with Gordon. For me, you couldn't really say it with Gordon and Tonali. They look, they looked fine. And but I remember saying to my dad, I was like, "They're the two best players." And you take them both off at the same time, which is just going to completely change the game. Like, yep. I, I didn't understand it at all. Them decisions, I, I, I really didn't. Isak for Wilson, okay, yeah, I, I don't have a problem with that. Um, but Gordon, Gordon and Tonali, I, I didn't understand that. And also, we're, we're trying to defend a one-nil win against a team that have got so much ammunition on the bench. Okay, they've got ten men. It seems like they're still playing oh, with eleven. Pace. Exactly. Oh, but, but yeah, the, 
the pace that they had, yeah, we were it. It was stupid to, to try and on, do that. To then bring on Longstaff in replace of Tonali, I did. I just didn't get it because Longstaff's. I don't think hundred percent match fit yet. He's only, he hasn't long that long been back from injury. I know he had a bit of pre-season, but he's still a bit. I mean, I could be wrong, but in my opinion, he's still a bit behind the others, and. The quality difference there from Tonali and Longstaff, when you obviously teams like this can punish you straight away, which they did. It was a strange one. I don't know who else you bring on. If if in fact Tonali was nagged, obviously there's no one else to bring on. But well, the other one, Joe Linton as well, would be Anderson because well, Anderson had a great preseason and then he's not really had much mm-hmm. of a sniff. Um, but Joe yeah. Linton was playing well and he come off Joe Linton got knocked was the worst one out with M3 oh, what? No, I was, was about to get on I was about to get on to Bruno because like Bruno's we're talking about he, uh, I know we will talk more about his part in the in the goals but like yeah I felt like he did not take the game to the scuff of the neck like you should have done especially at the start of the second half where I thought right with the man advantage we should have been pushing one of the midfield three more forward in like to play slightly off mm-hmm. Isaac and and take advantage of that like and and push them back further like instead mm-hmm. we just we carried on just going toe to toe with their three man midfield like like there was just like and because they had they had started the game with Gakpo playing sort of um, in a like attacking central role, um, and it, you know it, it kind of helped them a little bit. And then the sending off happened, and he had to go off, etc. But like, I just felt we could have done the same. We could have pushed maybe Bruno or jo- or Big Joe into play just just off of Isaac, and really like just taken over at that point in that final third and we didn't and Bruno just seemed to just I don't know he just faded badly in the second half like it was just he he really did like just have such a a, an off game like he just couldn't get anything going he couldn't his touch wasn't good like he's um yeah he's losing the ball like his tackling was okay it wasn't like great um and he couldn't he couldn't string two passes together like for some points and obviously the one that he he tried to at the end of the game just completely gives the ball away um so yeah for me bruno could have been the one to to be taken off and that's got to be something on eddie's mind for me when it comes to selections for the for the future games there's been a lot of talk on twitter See, isn't there where um, Eddie's got the bottle to do that. Sorry, Dos, go on, man. No, I was just going to go back to Longstaff for a second. Like, you talk about him, like, yeah, being a big step down from Tonali. When Tonali got brought in, we all talked about, like, Longstaff's, like, role in the team, like, mm. going forward. And we said, like, if he came in, like, he can do a job. Like, we're trusting that he can do a job and mm. stock in and stuff like that. Pete, you might be right about him not quite, quite being up to match fitness. But, like, I don't think he had particularly a bad game he had a couple of chances which he scoffed he had one shot from mm-hmm. the edge of the box when we were attacking and it was just like straight at the keeper 
and it was a bit of a waste. And then he obviously had the chance inside the box where he tried to like flick it on. Yeah. Like, come on, mate! Like, you're showing long stuff. Like, <laughs> you, do, you don't do that kind of stuff. Like, Allison was like coming out. Like, put your foot on the ball. Like, try and pass it across or something like that. Mm. Like, and he absolutely fluffed that. But he, he is like that box to box player. He will get forward, and I don't think mm. he had a terrible game. Um, I think it's. I think like, when I say that, it's more like we didn't know the, the how good Tonali was and now yeah, when you yeah. see him play it's like fuck me and then you've got Sean Longstaff from North Shields coming on to replace uh, <laughs> you maybe maybe not necessarily a massive step down but maybe probably in terms of flair and actual technical ability uh, um, whereas definitely it, can't discredit him like, like, yeah but do you reckon Eddie wouldn't want to put Longstaff in that number six role? Because he, he like he's always played Bruno there when the both of them mm-hmm. have been on the pitch. So if he's kept Tonali on, for example, do you think that he, he wouldn't want to drop Tonali in there, or he wouldn't want to play Longstaff in there, or what? Like, where, I think where would he fit in if Tonali Bruno did come is off? Definitely more like for like with Longstaff. So, hundred percent. To be honest, when when they made them subs, like the Gordon one. I just assumed he wanted to get Barnes on and get like get fresh legs at Trent, and he he thought that um, Gordon had probably done enough and get Barnes on, and Barnes just had a shit game. Um, mm. And with the Longstaff one, I, at the time I was just assuming that it was because like Tonali's legs were going, and like he he's obviously not been up with us for that long, and everyone always says like you've got to be that extra step up in terms of fitness to play ninety minutes with Eddie Hall. So, I was wondering as well whether the the Bruno decision to keep Bruno on was because of what had happened through the week on social media and stuff, and he's a bit worried about um, his temperament by subbing him off. But I, I do think it's more likely that it's just positionally there's no one really that you can replace Bruno with as a like for like, and Longstaff is more of a like for like for Tenali. Obviously, like to not work. Obviously, depends on the, the if they were tired or not. But I feel like Tenali could have went and sat in Bruno's position and just sort of hemmed around the middle of that yeah. pitch, just to steady the ship. I think he would have just calmed things down. Say again, sorry. No, I'm just saying, agreeing, saying like you would have absolutely ran the game from there. Just he put him in the middle of that yeah. pitch and just almost, almost like what Shelby did in the championship. Do you know what I mean? Oh, just ah, you know, you know, you know, just if you put him in the middle, of it, Bruno's ineffective, take him off. I hope it's not yeah. the uh, the emotion thing that you were talking about, Paige. I've seen it on Twitter. It's a case, obviously, like you say, what happened with the tweet, him kicking off at the Toon fan. It's like, if he's gonna spit his dummy out, you gotta let him spit his dummy out. Kind of wet nurse him on the pitch just in case he cries. Hope we, it's not that. Exactly, you can't. I really do. No, you you can't be give, like yeah. He's a he's a special player still, but he's going through mm-hmm. a bad spell. You had a good manager makes the decisions and says right, like you need to sit sit out a bit. Yeah. Like you, it's not you're not for you, like 
It's not happening. He might he might be brilliant on the on the training pitch, but if he's not doing it in games mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he's not at like the high levels, he has to like sit out. He, he, and mm-hmm. you know you can't. No one's a guaranteed name on this team sheet, or shouldn't be that yeah. way for, um, going forward. Like so, for me, yeah, that was the big, big one of the biggest mistakes of the game for me was Eddie not taking Bruno off and. Like you say, rejigging the midfield and 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 actually pushing us a little bit further forward. Because um, yeah, from about the sixty odd minute, the game like Liverpool managed the game completely. Like they managed it. Like they did not look like unsettled, despite being down to ten. And that was because they had like just got into a, a, a shape and a system which just nullified us and we didn't react to that um so for me yeah that's biggest mistake when was the last time bruno scored oh now you're asking open-ended questions since bruno scored and when bruno scores he drives off he drives off the crowd everything like that so it's like he, he needs a goal so is eddie playing him because he needs a goal he needs to get that spark back. Um, maybe it, maybe it is part because he's such an emotional player. It's, and Eddie's a great, he's a brilliant man manager. Is he saying I'm, I'm going to play him because the talent's there? The goal will come. Rather than saying it's not happening, you're going to be on the bench, mate. But we can't it's, carry players like that oh. anymore. Like we can't if we're gonna if we're gonna be realistic and try and and. And try and take on these teams, Liverpool's and the Man uh, and the Man Cities and everybody else. Like we can't, we cannot have passengers in the team. And like for me, he's he's he is at the moment a passenger in that midfield. He's getting outshone by Tenali. Um Big Joe is still just you know consistent seven out of ten, despite you know flying into tackles and stuff. But Bruno, for me, it's just these levels have dipped, and we cannot have passengers. Like you get found again, out again. I, I go back to what I've said on the uh, what I've said before. I I really think that Tenali's taking the shine off Bruno, and he's and he's without wanting to taking it personally, and it's affected him personally because again, Tenali's Tenali's name's getting sang, and Bruno had one chant about him, but like. I, I think that's got a big part in it, me, hundred percent. Tenali's the main man in that midfield at the minute. Whereas Bruno's got all the fancy hair, doing all the the tricks in the middle of the pitch. Do you know what I mean, though? Like he's the, like he was the he was the main man, Bruno. Now someone else has came along and taken the limelight for a bigger fee, and who's done more in AC Milan, who's played in the Champions League more. He's a bit, yeah, no. Don't than, get me Tenali's wrong. Bigger than Bruno, and I don't think he likes it. Or not that they don't like it. It's just affected him. I think. Could be a fair point. Um, just uh, to kind of play devil's advocate a bit, I didn't even think Bruno was that bad, to be honest. Apart from the uh, the last goal, I thought he, I thought he played. That's why played all right. Yeah, that's why people are saying it. Um, in general, I'm, I think. I'm... Anyways, it's it's like say Miggy as well. Like people say, oh, Miggy had a terrible game. Oh, I thought no. he looked like one of our best players. Like yeah. he just couldn't fucking finish. I I, I can't really blame fit. Miggy. 
Can't all blame Miggy. Um, I don't know. Me, I, you guys, fair enough. You've got a different view on Bruno. Like I've, I, I genuinely did not think he had a good game. But um, and it's not just because of the mistake. Like I felt generally didn't do enough. Um, Miggy though, like, come on, like how unlucky can you be? He's put that the efforts he had, the one like. You know the touch and the and the strike on the volley, like I mean, how many times does that fly in the back of the net? Like it's just we thought it was in the Oh, we started shooting. I mean, we thought it was in. Oh, I thought it was in on the team. Yeah, we found out the day that it hit the ball. Mm-hmm. Quality save though. Yeah, like it, such a <laughs> good save. <laughs> like that goes in, and we're 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 talking a different result. Like at that moment, that. <laughs> no, not a chance. Not a chance. And then the, the the one that he goes running through and like he's took on what like it's like Matomask. Yeah. Like it, it's mm-hmm. it, like yeah, he's danced through a few and yeah. bang unlucky. Like come on, you cannot you cannot be having a go at Miggy for not mm-hmm. like finding the bottom corner there. It's just bang unlucky to come off the post. So yeah, those who are like going in on Miggy, like I think just need to like yeah, just lay off him a bit because he's he, he he was putting in the shift. I think that what's frustrating me with Miggy, which it isn't necessarily Miggy himself, it's more everyone knows what he's going to do. Do you know what I mean? He, as soon as he gets a little bit too far to that byline, every player, every fan knows he's cutting inside. So as long as they put a man sort of half garden the um, the byline and down the wing, and then a man on his inside, he'll know where to go. So it's yeah. pretty yeah, obvious. You could but say so the same about like Saka need... and Salah and those those sort of players. Like, but uh, obviously, I'm, they're, they're I know I'm. They're the they're better quality, but like you know, we we've, we've seen in patches that Miggy can like perform at those levels last said. season. I think um, it's more what I want to say is mixing it up a bit along that line. Yeah, with all these attacking players. Just mix it up a bit, swap them. But to bring Murphy on a bit earlier, so Murphy can fizz balls across the box. Miggy can't do that. So j- just mix it. For me, it's like mix it up. That's what I like about Gordon. And Miggy, uh, Gordon goes just... on the outside and he cuts in, so like it keeps him guessing. Yeah. Whereas Miggy, he's, as you say, like he, he has their moments of, of brilliance, but then he has like too many mm. where he just. He, it's it's when he has to think in it. He, he's like he's got too much time to think, yeah. and then he but just cuts back, and then yeah. It's like if Trippy has not telling him exactly what to do, or it's just an instinctive mm-hmm. volley or whatever. He seems to just peek yeah. out, and it it does get frustrating. But I, I think you've got to sometimes you've got to allow a player those few moments to then get the the moments of brilliance out of them. So, hundred percent, hundred percent. I don't, think again, on, like, I don't think it's on him. I think it just needs mixed up a bit. Like, cause he, he can obviously run to that byline. Remember when, what Isak did against Everton when he ran along the byline? Miggy could easily do that. Just like Murphy can do it on the other side. And then we've got balls fizzing into the box. We never have balls yeah. just going straight across the line for you, you like your poachers like Wilson just to knock it in. We never have that. No. No. Not really. No, they're always getting just cut back, like um, to mm-hmm. like the penalty spot or edge of the area, rather than just like just getting right on top of them. Um, just lace one. Yeah. In. If I hit someone, go in. 
Yeah. Yeah, but true. So, like, obviously, it's, it's disappointing that against ten men we didn't manage to to get a second, third goal. But obviously, it's even more disappointing that we ended up conceding. And that was always like I think you said it at the top, like Doss, when the when they equalised. Even at that point, I was still like, "Well, we're gonna turn it on now. We're against ten men, so we'll get the second and." We'll still win this game, and then they go and score another one. So, where do you where do you think it actually all went wrong in terms of the defense? Was it when Botman went off injured? Obviously, they scored the first one before that, but it's very unlucky that it like kind of hits off his ass and then his heel, and then. So I don't know how yeah, much I'll that... blame anyone for that goal. No, like I can't, I can't blame. Botman, I think at the same time, like, why is, like, I mean, they you, they set up, obviously, for the counter-attack, like, that was obvious as soon as Nunes came on, um, but, yeah, we shouldn't, in some respects, yeah, we shouldn't be allowing, like, that, like, one-on-one situation to, to come about if we were... Maybe that was just tired legs trying to close down in the midfield to stop... Um, the the pass getting through but yeah that in terms of how that first one comes about it is just complete fluke that it just bounces like in in the way it does into mm. Nunez's path but and then it, like we said we can't take anything away world from class the finish. finish so you know yeah but then there's um, a, the second one with a, a, a bad pass by Bruno a very bad pass by Bruno then that's, it that's is it are you putting much blame on um, Burn or Target for the second one? Um, Have you seen that angle that's going around where it's like it's looking straight at the goal? So you see the pass from behind Mo Salah and Matty Target's like he stood square on quite static and it, it doesn't look good for, for Target. Like I think he's come on in the game uh, like and like a couple of the subs just never got up to the like speed of the game and yeah it doesn't like you say it doesn't help his cause really especially now with Hall coming in um that yeah. is it, it's it, uh, it it's too many sort of occasions for my target like we talked about last season in the Villa game when we lost 3-0 he had a shocker and like when he comes in like from the cold, he's just not like changing the game for me. And yeah, Dampen again, it's like you put somebody as quick as Nunez on Dampen, he's gonna get found out. And he's just the afterburners from Nunez, like just showed. And you know, I don't think it if Botman had like not had to go off, maybe Botman might have, um, like I think you'd have been tight, sorted that situation Nunes. out. Especially after the yeah. first one had gone in, but yeah, I don't know. The thing with the thing with Target is he, he doesn't do one thing or the other. Like he doesn't press the ball and he doesn't cover, like he doesn't get back in line. So he's just kind of stood in no man's land. And then Burn, I feel a bit sorry for Burn to be honest because he goes from left back to centre back, and then he's against Nunes. It's like positionally he defense scapegoat, like me. He, well, he is a bit, and it's like I don't know what. Like he could have been tighter, but even then, I don't know if it would have made any difference. He's nowhere near it though. 
Yeah, he's, like, he's, he's, he's not. He's he's neither near enough to cut the pass out before he even gets to Nunes, or to get anywhere near catching him, even breaking him breaking him down and getting a red card himself and saving him a point. Like he's not even close enough to do either of those. So I, I don't think Burns done enough there to be honest. And I'll probably put more onus on him than Target. Do you think like being he's, he's genuinely nowhere close. Got something to do Go with us giving the ball away. Um. Well. But, but yeah, so because Bruno like yeah. Target and he didn't pick it, so it was like fuck. No. Yeah. That that I think Target like you say getting caught in no man's land is might yeah be down to the fact that he's expecting to bomb forward with Bruno making hmm. the pass and because we're. And this is, comes down to just like our mentality in those situations is that we, I just think think we we just lose our heads a bit. Like we lost our heads when we went one one. I think we didn't like calm matters down. Like we were like in panic shell stations, shock. like Pete said, shell shocked by it, and then we were like shelfy shocked. <laughs> shocked. Uh, the the crowd the crowd are like obviously going mad, like for us to push for a winner. Um, as Pete could probably attest to, like it sounded like everybody was just proper getting behind the team. To I mean, it went quiet obviously when Nunes scored, but it was like, right, okay, we still got ten minutes plus added time. But like, yeah. we just we didn't we didn't seem to handle that situation well, and um, it showed because yeah, mistakes there happened. A, and... There was a lot, a lot of frustration around. When mm-hmm. obviously when Nunes scored that second goal, Dawson will tell you himself, not nobody really leaves um, until after the final whistle. The team, the teams walk around and stuff like that. Literally, as soon as Nunes scored that second goal, place emptied. I, I, I went. I was like, I'm gone because I was that frustrated and annoyed that we've just thrown it away. I can't remember. I, I can't remember a game like that where it was like so annoying. Because it was our own stupid mistakes that's just cost us that game. It was, it was, it wasn't even dis- I wasn't even disappointed or necessarily. I was just so frustrated that we, it, it was our own doing that um, we completely balls it up. So, do you think the a lot of the blame is obviously being put on Eddie? Do you think that's like fair enough to put put the blame on Eddie's Eddie's door, or do you think it's more the the players themselves that are responsible? A uh, bit of both for me. Like and yeah, without harping on too much, there's just a couple of individuals I think that need to like up their game if they're wanting to, you know, stay in the first team. And for Eddie, like. <laughs> Yeah, he, 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 again, if if we're serious about competing at the top consistently, we just have to get better in these big big games. Like, and when the chips fall in our favour, like they did, we cashed them in, and we oh, and we didn't. Lovely stuff, that like, lovely stuff. It could be very. Just one thing that was, one thing we haven't mentioned quickly about taking chances is about 
in decisions is Harvey Barnes not squaring that ball. Don't, I, I don't think Wilson. about it. I don't think about it. It's like William Sterling and Kane in the World Cup. I don't <laughs> yeah, think about it. It's, it's, yeah, that, <laughs> was, that was horrible. Like. Uh, I, I, I don't uh, know what happened. Yeah. Obviously just uh, um, uh, like a, a moment of Nightmare for Harvey Barnes. Two minds, didn't he? But the, the worst thing was that the basically the same thing happened against uh, Villa, didn't it? It's like before it Barnes scored, yeah. the, the exact same thing happened, and Wilson was screaming mm-hmm. at him then as well. And well, Wilson no, because he raging as well. No, because Barnes remember did square it for Wilson, did, and Wilson did he cock it up, did he? missed. No, he, he cocked it he up. He squared then... it too late, didn't he? And he played it basically behind Wilson. Yeah. And Wilson was like, yeah. "Just put your, put your fucking foot through it." And then the next time it happened, he did, and he scored. Whereas yeah. this time, he should have squared it, and he didn't. Yeah, yeah. It comes down to the whole decision making, doesn't it? Being, um, we need to be crucial. Like, like Paige says, when we're we're mixing it with the the big guns now in the Champions League, we can't afford to be. Trying to make decisions in that in that position, do you know what I mean? Imagine that was like in the Champions League semi or something like that, and because fucking Harvey's cocked up by not deciding whether to square the ball or not, the Wilson say. Imagine it's that's like, Man City that score ninety nine times out of hundred there. Exactly. Oh, you see, it's it's it's. I don't. Yeah. It's it's hard. Yeah. I, I I don't know what you think. Surely he's not. He's not thinking. Oh, if I pass this, is Wilson going to miss? Like, is it trust? No. Is it trusting yourself? Or is it trusting the other player? Or does he want the glory? Like, because he he experienced yeah. like the glory of scoring at the Gallagher, um, yeah. late later in that Villa game, and is he thinking at that moment I go on here the and hero. like be the hero, no. get the second goal, and win the game, like? Yeah, that's the thing. He's fighting for his place in the team as well. So if he scores, yeah. like in two and three games off the bench, he wants to give Eddie a, a decision to make. Well, but unfortunately, it's be, it's be I think Eddie would have it more if he squared it. Yeah, Gordon has to start again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll discuss all that in the next episode. Then I guess, and we'll see who we think uh, might get pulled out the starting starting lineup in the next game and. Hopefully we'll be getting back into winning ways. But if um, yeah, if you've enjoyed the episode, if you're too fan, you probably haven't. But uh, do give us a like. <laughs> if you watch on YouTube, subscribe, hit the notification bell, and join us in the next one where we will be going ahead of the Brighton game to preview all the all the latest in the news and preview that game. So join us in the next one. I wanna hear you go.